Hi, and thanks for listening to the ninth episode of your pod guy. I'm Scott Curtis, your pod guy. This week, I'm going to address a question I received from a listener. Sandra Herzig asked, what equipment and software do you use for your podcast? I'd love to talk about this, but with a disclaimer, my current setup is a lot more than you need to start a podcast. However, if you have a budget to start out with a great setup, this one has been working great for me for a couple years. I've actually refreshed my entire podcast setup four times in the last seven years, and I feel like that barring any equipment failure, I'll keep this one until the next great podcast technology is introduced. I do admit I'm a bit of a gadget geek, and I will buy new stuff just because it's cool. Links to all my equipment will be in the show notes, and I'll post a blog article, which will be on yourpodguy.com as well. So let's get into it. Let's start with my microphone. I chose a Rode Procaster, that's R-O-D-E, Procaster, as my current mic for the balance of cost and quality. You'll see Rode equipment come up in a lot of podcast articles and discussions as they produce quality gear, with one exception, and I'll discuss that later. The Rode Procaster is a big, heavy mic with a built-in pop filter. A pop filter helps filter out plosives, which are the popping sounds you make with your teeth and lips when you're talking. It can be annoying to your listeners, so the fewer plosives, the better for the show. If you have a mic without a built-in pop filter, you can get one for just a few bucks on Amazon. Besides the built-in pop filter, the Procaster has a great warm sound in capturing my voice, And because it's dynamic, it doesn't pick up any of the noise going on inside or outside my room when I'm recording. This mic is an XLR mic, which means you can't plug it directly into your computer like you can with a USB mic. You'll need a soundboard, which I'll talk about in a bit. The Procaster is currently selling for around $229, and the reviews say it outperforms many of the more expensive mics for podcast recording. If you've got the budget, the Rode Procaster is a great choice. If you want a great mic for less than half the cost of the Procaster, though, Rode also makes the Rode Pod Mic, which is another XLR mic that comes in at about 99 bucks. You'll see a lot of podcast hosts using the Rode Pod Mic, and it's a solid choice if you want to spend less and still get great quality. I'll have a link to the Pod Mic in my show notes as well. The next piece of equipment that I use in tandem with my mic is a cloud lifter. Explaining the cloud lifter is a little involved, and I'll say that you don't need one of these to start, and it's unnecessary for some mics. Some folks say it's not necessary with the Procaster, but I think it was a good idea. I plug my mic into the cloud lifter, and then I plug the cloud lifter into my soundboard. Why? Because the cloud lifter increases the volume coming from my mic without me having to increase the gain on my soundboard. Again, why? Well, while the Procaster is a great mic, because it's dynamic, when it captures my voice, the volume can be a little low. In order to compensate before I got the cloud lifter, I had to increase the gain on my soundboard to get the volume where I wanted it. Increasing the gain is artificially boosting the volume of the mic output and can cause some distortion. I was experiencing just a touch of distortion, so I tried the cloud lifter. With the cloud lifter, I don't need to increase the gain much at all, and my voice sounded cleaner on the podcast. Now, nobody complained about my voice before the cloud lifter, but all the time I spent editing my shows made the distortion very evident to me. I want to sound the best I can, so the Cloud Lifter was a good choice for me. 
The Cloud Lifter runs about 149 bucks and it works with any XLR mic. I recommend trying your setup without the Cloud Lifter first and then trying it out if you hear distortion in your edit. Okay, now I'll cover the boom arm I use for my mic. You can either mount a mic to a stand, which will sit on your desk, or a boom arm, which clamps to your desk and allows you to position your mic exactly where you want it. You can also fold the boom arm in to get the mic out of your way when you're not using it. I've gone through five boom arms in seven years podcasting. In my experience, this is one piece. In my experience, this is one piece of equipment that you should spend some extra money on. In my experience, this is one piece of equipment that you should spend some extra money purchasing. Boom arms can cost anywhere from 12 bucks to like 300 bucks. I'll tell you that the $12 models will end up in the trash in most cases. I'll tell you that the $12 models will end up in your trash in most cases. There are three things you want from a boom arm. One is the ability to hold the weight of your mic. The Procaster is very heavy, and I learned that the hard way. The second is that it needs to be quiet when you're positioning your mic. You'll do that when you're recording, and you don't want the squeaks and creaks to come through in your recording. The third is that it needs to be long enough for you to be able to position the mic exactly where you want it. After trying cheap boom arms and a couple that were more expensive than my current arm, I ended up with the IX Tech boom arm, and I think I finally found perfection. It's a perfect size for my desk, it's very quiet, and it handles the weight of my Procaster just great. Now, I paid 99 bucks for the IX Tech boom arm, but I'm seeing it for 60 bucks on Amazon right now. I'll say it is very much worth 99 bucks, and it's an absolute steal at 60. When you're choosing a boom arm, don't settle for one that doesn't meet your needs. The IX Tech boom arm is great for me, but it may not work for you. Keep looking until you find one that allows you to sit comfortably when you're recording and meets the other criteria I discussed. My last piece of hardware is my soundboard. I've actually gone through three soundboards since I started. I'll remind you again that if you don't have the budget, you don't have to spend what I spent on my current board to create a great sounding podcast. With that in mind, my current board is a Rodecaster Pro. This was not an inexpensive purchase and ran me about 600 bucks when I first got it. Now they're selling for about $428 new. The Rodecaster Pro is a soundboard made specifically for podcasting and live streaming. It has a slot for a micro SD card so you can record directly to that instead of using your computer. That means you don't have to worry about any computer glitches when you're recording and still have the files to easily transfer to your computer and edit. The Rodecaster Pro has four XLR mic inputs and you can add your computer, phone, and any Bluetooth device for input as well. This makes it easy to do a remote interview via Zoom or any other video conferencing software you might use. With the phone and Bluetooth inputs, you can also use your phone for an interview. I've done that and it works very well. The Rodecaster Pro separates all the audio tracks from the mics and other inputs into their own individual track, which helps you edit each track for specific issues like noise or low volume. The Rodecaster Pro has a ton of professional audio processing features that help you make your voice sound great in your recording. The last feature of the Rodecaster that you may or may not use is a pre-recorded sound bank that will hold 24 different recordings. You can upload your podcast intro into the bank and play it at the beginning of your recording or add any music or sounds that you'd like to use to make your show more entertaining. 
One way that I use it is to record the intro for my guest prior to the interview so that I get it just right and I don't have to edit it for the finished episode. The Rodecaster Pro is a huge help to all the podcasts I record. It's super easy to get the sound levels where I want them. The onboard recording works like a charm and my podcasts sound better because of it. Now, since I bought the Rodecaster Pro, the Rodecaster Pro 2 has been introduced. Do you remember what I said about Rode's build quality is great with one exception? Well, word on the podcast three is the Rodecaster Pro has some quality issues. Reviews are mixed on the second version of the Rodecaster Pro 2. Some love it and some have returned it due to serious issues. There are a lot of enhancements to the Rodecaster Pro 2 that a lot of folks like, especially live streamers. I personally believe the original Rodecaster is more than enough for my needs. I'll have links to both versions in the show notes. Make sure to do your research before you make an investment in either of these. I love my Rodecaster Pro, but if it doesn't fit your budget, there are plenty of less expensive soundboards that will work just fine. The last tool I use for my podcast is an application called Descript. I've mentioned Descript in other episodes, and they are a sponsor for your pod guy. Just so you know, I'll only allow sponsors for this podcast that I can endorse, and I can hardly endorse Descript. Descript is an all-in-one audio and video editor that has more features than you ever imagined for an audio or video podcast. First, editing your podcast or video is just like editing a Word document. Descript generates a transcript of your audio, and to edit, you just delete the words you want to remove, and they disappear from the audio and the video. I know it sounds like magic, but it really works. It's so much easier than trying to highlight blocks of audio or video and deleting them that way. Just this feature saved me hours in editing every week. Descript also has great audio editing features. Many times when I have a remote guest for the interview, they don't have a professional mic. I sound great and they sound like, well, they're using a cheap mic. Descript has a button called Studio Sound that makes a poor guest audio sound a lot more like mine. Remember, that's one click of a button. Other programs do the same thing, but you have to fiddle with it for a long time before you get that guest audio to sound just the way you want it. There are a ton of other features to Descript, like voiceover, adding a music track, auto-removal of filler words like um and uh, and so many more. The only downside to Descript is that if you've used traditional editing software, Descript looks totally different which means it'll take some time to learn. The learning part is easy though, because they have a huge library of instructional videos and articles that walk you through every process you wanna use. The folks who develop Descript are always adding features and it's become a way more powerful tool than when I started using it a year ago. I can't imagine what they'll bring next, but I'm sure it'll be something that I didn't know I needed and it turns out I did. You can get a free trial of Descript by clicking the links in the show notes or by going to yourpodguide.com forward slash Descript. I've said it before, but if I could only keep one tool for my podcast, it would be Descript. Wow, this is a long one. If you made it this far, thanks for sticking around. I'll do another episode soon to talk about some budget-friendly podcast setups that will work great for a new podcaster. And thanks to Sandra for the question. I expect you'll have some questions too, and I'm here to answer them. You can shoot me an email to scott at yourpodguy.com, and I'll answer them right here on the podcast. You can also use a cool tool on beta testing called Ask Answer. 
You just grab your phone and record a video asking me a question and I'll answer it. Pretty cool, huh? Just click the link in the show notes to ask me anything you want about podcasting. I'd also love some feedback. Is the information I'm presenting helpful to you? What topics would you like to hear about? I'm not new to podcasting, but this is my first podcast about podcasting, and I want to make sure I'm putting out the information you want to hear. In producing four podcasts, I've become obsessed with great podcasts. I want to help make yours great too. That's what your pod guy is all about. Make sure to follow your pod guy on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and LinkedIn by clicking the links in the show notes or just searching your pod guy in each platform. If you like what you hear, subscribe on your favorite podcast app and leave a review to help me reach more podcasters and aspiring podcasters like you. Head over to yourpodguy.com if you'd like to book a free consultation. And while you're there, join the mailing list for more great podcast info delivered right to your email. In the next episode, I'll talk about podcast hosting services. Hey, thanks for listening and have a great pod day.